0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you that choose to listen, learn, and grow with us every single week. And you know that it's my intention to help connect you with thinkers, teachers, and guides that can help us learn to love ourselves a little more, that can help us learn to understand ourselves a bit more and navigate the challenges that come with the mind, our thoughts, our hearts, and emotions. Now, today's guest is extremely trusted, extremely a incredible thought leader in this space for countless years, and I feel so deeply grateful to have her on the podcast. Now, today's guest is none other than Byron Katie, and in 1986, at the bottom of a 10-year spiral into depression, rage and self-loathing, Byron Katie woke up one morning to a state of constant joy that has never left. She realized that when she believed her thoughts, she suffered. But when she questioned them, she didn't suffer. And that is true for every human being. And you know how much I love questions and answers, so I can't Mm -hmm. wait to ask her. Now, since then, she has offered her profound and powerful process of inquiry called The Work, to millions of people at free public events, in prisons, hospitals, churches, treatment centers, corporations, universities, and schools. As she guides people through the work, they find that their stressful beliefs about life, other people, or themselves, start to shift. Through this process, Katie gives people the tool to set themselves free. Now, Baron Katie has written four major books, the best-selling Loving What Is, and I'm grateful to have two of them with me right now, so you can see them here. And of course, I Need Your Love, Is That True? A Thousand Names for Joy, and A Mine at Home With Itself, and A Thousand Names for Joy. And we'll be putting the links to these books in the comments as well. So please welcome to the show with an open, grateful, and deeply appreciative heart Byron, Katie. Katie, thank you for doing this. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Oh,
1: Jay, my goodness. It's my privilege for sure.
0: It's such a joy to sit with someone. And just for all of you who don't know, uh, Katie and I were just exchanging some, some energy and some words before we started recording officially. And there's these moments that when you're present with someone, you feel this energy and aura and this Immense joy and beauty that comes from them, and, and and Katie, the way you just started this conversation, I felt it from the moment I joined the Zoom call. I can't <laughs> imagine what I would have felt like if you were in the room with me right now. So <laughs> I just wanted to thank you for making me feel so much joy just through your presence.
1: Oh, oh I'm just I'm so grateful that you're in the world, Jay. I, I'm I'm. It's not surprising that that um, you felt that. I'm uh, I'm grateful you're in the world. Amazing.
0: Well, I want to start by. Talking about your journey, which I know you've spoken about many times, but I'd love my audience to really connect with your background because I think that when we hear or see people who are incredible authors, incredible thinkers, incredible teachers, it's hard to realize that at some point they too had struggles Mm -hmm. or that they have struggles at all. And I think often people see guests on our podcast and think, oh, well, they have perfect lives. And things are incredible and they've never experienced this. And that's what I want to start with, when you said that you were depressed for over a decade. And, and I want to start by asking you, how would you describe that chapter of your life of, of what it felt like and how different it is to how you feel now? Oh gosh, it was it was horrible. It is
1: something that I would never want another human being to have to live through and, and um, in my world, people um, are experiencing that. You know, there are emails that come into me and they're, they're um, uh, I love my emails that, you know, there is a way out of suffering, but I didn't know that. And to wake up in the morning, Jay, and realize that I was still breathing, felt like something was intentionally torturing me. And I was, I was so suicidal and And agoraphobic, so just trapped most of the time in my bedroom, and it was it was not fun. Um, let's see describe it to you. Um, my My self esteem and self loathing was so strong that I was sleeping on the floor one morning, as I usually did. And next to my bed, because I was so full of of, um, self-loathing that I didn't believe I deserved a bed. That's the bottom line. So all I deserved was a sleep on the floor. But this particular morning, as I lay sleeping on the floor, I was in like this dead sleep and a cockroach crawled over my foot. I opened my eyes and... Basically, all the suffering was gone. All the suffering was gone. And the valuable thing was that I saw when I believed my thoughts, I suffered. But when I didn't believe my thoughts, I didn't suffer. And the way that I saw that is when I opened my eyes, the ego did not have opportunity to fill that space and everything was present and in that i began to laugh it was like i got the joke i got it and i saw you know it uh, what i was thinking and believing was the cause of my suffering and then the work was born on the floor in in that moment you know it was it was how how all suffering is created. And it's true for every human being, we believe our thoughts, we suffer, we question them, we don't suffer. So um, I, some great minds said, an unquestioned life is not worth living. And that's certainly my experience, too.
0: That's, that's incredible that you were able to birth a whole new way of thinking in that moment. And I wonder, what were those thoughts that you were believing at that time? Where were they coming from? Was it family? Was it parenting? Was it relationships? It, what, it, was, what those it,
1: negative? it was from me. It was, um, there's uh, something terrible is going to happen. There's something wrong with me. The the world doesn't really care about me. No one cares about anyone. Um, um, he doesn't care about me. And I can't do it. All these, and I didn't even know what the it was <laughs> most of the that i couldn 't do, but it was just this this crazy, and the effect of believing those thoughts is um, depression was depression and guilt and insanity, and from that moment on the floor, any time my head we could, would say thoughts would hit is it true it, it, it would just the thoughts would happen like something terrible is going to happen. And it would evaporate. It couldn't continue after that moment on the floor. And so when people began to ask me, which was really strange, an agoraphobic being asked, anyone being in touch with an agoraphobic is pretty rare. But uh, people began to just um, call me from all over the world. It was just, you know, just one by one by one. And, um, And ask what... You know, could they come live with me? You know, the strangest questions. And um, I didn't know if it was the water I was drinking, the food I was eating. I had, because everything had so radically flipped, just like from one polarity to the other. And, but then when they'd ask what happened, and they would, they would say, uh, life isn't worth living. And it would blow my mind because I knew they knew better. I I knew they knew better because I'm still, I, once you know your own true nature, you see it in everyone and everything. Mm. And so I began to show them the experience on the floor. I asked the questions like something terrible is going to happen. Like they would say something terrible is going to happen. And I would say, is it true? And that puts them on the floor not literally but it puts them into that experience on the floor and then how do you react what happens when you believe the thought and then they become aware of in that meditative state how do i react when i believe the thought of seeing those images of the past not now and the future not now Mm. and and it moves their focus and attention from presence where the given life is, the blessed life is, right here, right now without being so convoluted or we're, we're not confused when we are present. And whatever we need to do can be done there and everything to do it with is also present. And then that third question, how do you react when you believe the thought? They become aware of the images and what they believe onto the images. So we have the, the, the image of let's say this morning at breakfast and we see that image of that past and then we believe words onto that image and then the imagined life is created. And really that is all of life that most humans understand. It keeps us like in the not now, in the not now. That past, future, past, future. That is not, is not, and 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 the movie is so, it's so all encompassing. We really like. I see me at breakfast, but I really believe that's me, even though I can't take it out of my head. I can't touch it. I can't move it. I can't. I can't throw it. I there's not. That's not I. So that me of the past, me of the future. Now there's three of me. And now all of these past, there are a million of me. There are a million of me in the future. It's like, who am I? And if we just, who would it be? That fourth question, who would I be without the thought? Something terrible is going to happen, for example, dealing with that one. And it just it just drops the image of the But the past where something terrible happened, the future where it's going to happen, it dissolves the nothing, all those eyes, and the answer to who am I. It's present, just present. And then, you know, people are taking this on as a practice. And as they do take it on as a practice... They see these horrors of the, the guilt of the past and the horrors of the future and they are awake to not I, not I, not I, not I, all the oh, not now. So they are with the one they love, the beloved themselves, awake to the given, you know, the love of life, not life imagined, but the love of um, oh, you, you, know, you know, Jay, you, you know of all people what it's like to see, to see. It's oh my goodness, I could add stuff to it. Like it sparkles, it shines, and then it's none of those things, and it's all of those things, and it's and it's humbling, it's it's being gifted. And so I understand why people want to be in the now, but how? And of course I was shown this one way and there are so many beautiful ways. It doesn't have to be just this or just that. There's something for everyone. And, and, um, and what I love about inquiry is it works with everything. It's not, it doesn't oppose anything. It doesn't even say, <laughs> answer me. You know, it just is like, like given freely. And yeah. so, it um, after all these years, you know, more than three decades, it still excites me, just to uh, answer your question and
0: feel like I'm taking over your entire program. It's beautiful, <laughs> I, I love listening. It's beautiful, uh, and, and what I'm hearing so wonderfully is when these questions—and you use the word inquiry—it's like when these questions are these genuine sincere requests and Mm. questions as opposed to these demands and i feel often our questions in the world are demands to the universe as opposed to these inquiries and so we often ask questions we're always asking questions yeah even with our thoughts but often we're asking demanding questions like why is this happening to me yeah. when is this going to end yeah. why is this not stopping and those are not really questions they're rhetorical demands yeah and and i find that when we ask questions like that we know that let alone the universe even our friends would not respond to questions like that because they're not really looking for an answer and so you, i love the way you're reminding us now tell us katie if someone right now and you have shown us the work you've told us about the questioning process mm-hmm. But if someone right now is, and especially right now, is going through anxiety, depression, suffering from mental health, they are looking at the scenario of the world and they're having those thoughts. Yes. And, and one would say they're very valid to have those thoughts, especially right now. And there have been yes. multiple times in history. What would be the first thing you would say that they need to do in order to realize that there is hope for them? Because I think for so many people they, they get to this point where they believe their thoughts so much that they feel there is no hope left yeah. and, and there's no chance, just like you were saying you felt.
1: I would say first, get in touch with your emotions because they're the, most, they're the closest thing to you.
0: And what blocks and, us from my emotions? What stops us from them?
1: The truth sets me free. And, and that's my experience. Unless it's drugs, (laughs) alcohol, (laughs) You you know, we do our best. And so I tried all of that and I did it well. And it took me literally to the floor. But I would say, get in touch with your emotions. Like when we're angry, for example, we feel it and we tense. And so to first get in touch with your emotions, in other words, notice, notice. And then move up to your head and notice, because those emotions let you know, they remind you of what you're thinking and believing is the cause of your suffering. And so then you can identify the thoughts you're thinking and then don't trust them to stay. Move them from your head to paper mm. and then um, sit with those four questions with um like he doesn't care about me that belongs on paper and then you question it using these four questions and, and turnarounds and the turnarounds are just finding opposites so it's all always free anything i have of value if <laughs> if i have something of value it's always free on byronkady.com and or the dot com and and how to do this is there because if someone and told me, you know, when you feel your emotions, just, just get in touch with them. And what are you thinking and believing? I would I I would, say, give me a cigarette yeah. Yeah. in the days we used to smoke.
0: Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I, I love that about getting it down into paper. I think it's so important to get out of our heads. And, you know, when things are in your mind, you think that they're there, but they can get convoluted and polluted. And so yeah. I often say to people as well, which I love, is getting out the paper is, almost sometimes voice noting and recording your own voice and hearing it, it it puts you in such an observer mindset when you hear yourself and you're like, when you can hear yourself, you can hear what you're really trying to say and what you're really trying to communicate. And it's almost like hearing in between the lines for yourself, same with writing it down when you can read out to yourself. I think those are such powerful tools. I, I love it when I've heard you say that to judge people is to keep them separate from me. And and I like that so much, especially right now, because I feel that judgment is what creates so much divide. And sometimes even even what I find is more subtle is judgment of judgment. So, So it's, we think that we are being right by judging, but actually we're simply judging someone for their judgment. If you know what I mean. It, it keeps us separate. It is the
1: fence I put between you and me. Mm. And, and I feel that separation, so I'm just going to come at you, whether you like it or not, until you understand me. But it's my fence mm. I have put up between mm. us. Yes. Um, the cause of all suffering is what we're thinking and believing. So what you and I are talking about right now is the cause of suffering. Mm. It's it's what we're thinking and believing that is attachment. You know, the Buddha talks about attachments. We religions talk about attachment and and um gosh, something there's something else, but we'll say attachment and and um on, What we're talking about is the most important thing to identify what we're thinking and believing is to identify the cause of suffering and to question it is to set ourselves free. And to question it really is a meditative process. For example, if I think there's this is a terrible place, this world is a terrible place. My mind will show me all the images of the past that prove it and the future that says it's going to happen again. It proves it. What we're thinking and believing is proven within us. But it's, as we say nowadays, fake news. It's fake news. And because it's not real, it's, it's imaging, it's dreaming, it's the dream world. So to ask, is it true, begins to wake us up to reality. And the valid answer, we, when we ask, is it true, to meditate, to get still in that, and not to ask the question of ourselves if we don't really want what we're asking to meet the question. And what we're asking to meet the question is that don't know world that is so unavailable to us when we are living as believers, in, yeah. in these, these terrifying, depressive uh,
0: states of mind. See, here's the thing. We can't move what we don't measure. We can't improve what we don't measure. We hear this all the time. It's really, really well known. And this is why I often think so many businesses, so many small businesses and companies struggle. Especially in this new economy that we're now entering, you need every advantage to succeed and you need to be able to measure everything all in one place. With NetSuite, you'll have visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place. By focusing on the above, this allows you to measure and improve your business easily. Now, whether you're doing a million or whether you're doing hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision. You will have the agility to compete with anyone, work from anywhere and run your whole company right from your phone. Like literally, it's crazy. There are over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business. After I reviewed it, I was blown away by how useful it was to me and my team. You can receive your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com forward slash J. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com forward slash J. That's netsuite.com forward slash J. You all know I'm fascinated with human behavior. Something I reflect on is our motivation or lack of it to do things. We're always either running away from pain or running towards pleasure. Pain can be something small, like putting all your laundry away, right? We've all been there. Here's a topic that many people tend to run away from, but tackling it early is actually your best option. Shopping for life insurance can raise a lot of questions and concerns. How much coverage do you need? Which insurance company should I trust? How much should it even cost? Do we really even need it? And at a time when it's more important than ever to have life insurance, the pandemic is making it a little more complicated to shop for it. But today's sponsor, Policy Genius, can help. Now, Policy Genius are a life insurance marketplace backed by a team of experts. Policy Genius is keeping track of all the changes in the market so you don't have to. They're trustworthy and fully qualified. They'll find you the right amount of coverage at the best possible price without the headache, right? The most important part. This means they can get you covered quickly and for the best price. What more could you ask for, right? Like it's a great place to get started. This is what Policy Geniuses process actually looks like. They take all of these quotes, they compare them from the top life insurance companies all in one place. In a few minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find your best price. Most people save about $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, they handle all the paperwork for free. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll be there to take care of everything. Again, life insurance can be a scary topic and overwhelming. That's why their mission is to help people get insurance right by making it easy for them to understand their options, compare quotes, and buy a policy all in one place. They've helped over 30 million people shop for life insurance. You will not go wrong with them. So if you need life insurance, but you're not sure where to start, head to policygenius.com. PolicyGenius will find you the best rate and handle the process completely. They'll get you and your family protected and hopefully give you one less thing to worry about right now. Try it today, go to policygenius.com. What are some beliefs that we should have then? Because if we're, if we're believing so many of the wrong thoughts, what are some of the thoughts that we should believe? Is there a- well? Thought?
1: Words become like um, matches for um, our true nature and are a match to the heart. Like um, if I think there's something wrong with him, or her or them, you know, a society, for example, but there's something wrong with him, then my mind immediately shows me all the proof. and But it's not proof, it's a state of mind and then it shows me the future where he's going to do that to me, too. You know, that's going to happen here, too. And so I don't see that him I'm with. I see who I imagine him to be. Mm-hmm. So that's who I'm talking to. So I'd like to say no two people have ever met. We're crazy. We are talking to a phantom, and we're so convinced. And and um, so, you know, this this work wakes us up wakes me up to reality. And I forgot, your question
0: actually slipped. Hey, no, my, no, no, that was beautiful. I, my, my question was, because you're saying that we sometimes believe our negative thoughts, and that's what creates our suffering. Oh, I'm the saying, replacement. Are, so, Are there any thoughts that we should have? Are there any beliefs we should have?
1: Well, let's, let's say, um, I think there's something wrong with him. And is it true? Can I really know this? How do I react when I believe the thought? I see the past, future, imagine and all of that. Who would I be without it? And I'm just meditating, dropping my story, dropping that identification on him, taking all the post-its I believed onto him. And I just see him. And I see him. And with, without what I'm believing onto him. And then when I turn it around, there's something wrong with him. Turned around, there's something wrong with me. And I'm not exchanging one belief for another. I am, I am going to try it on as though it were a, a shoe I tried on and I fell in love with in a shoe store. I don't know if it fits. I've got to try it on. So uh, there's something wrong with him. Turn around, there's something wrong with me. I'm going to try it on. Now in that situation with him, there's something wrong with me. Okay, my attitude, I was experiencing a little fear, a lot of separation. There's something wrong with me. I see him differently when I dropped my story on him. That was mine. There's something wrong with me. So I am meditating in a moment in time. Mm. And I'm present. And if I see something... If I see something unacceptable in my world I look to me. Mm. I don't look to other people. They cannot give me the answers that I'm seeking. And often they say things that enlighten me, that wake me up, that change my life. But I'm the one that heard them. Mm. And as I'm in a hurry, I was in a hurry and and um, I was I was I was granted a a gift and it came freely. And now that belongs to everyone and no one has to be open to it either, but I just know my job. Like, you know, yours, we're, we know our jobs. We give the gift and, and, and we, it it grows in us each time we do.
0: And what about so many people I hear today who are, reconnecting with some of the pains in their childhood that they may not have even been aware of. So when we look at uh, childhood trauma, we look at abandonment issues, we look at the feeling of not feeling nurtured. Like we look at the feeling of being rejected or neglected as a child and we carry this. And
1: yes, it grows we do. and, it, and we, it's there. And we, yes.
0: sometimes we don't become aware of it until we're much older. It's so true. How, how does someone go about processing that because I feel that that also reflects in the type of partners we choose for ourselves. It, does. it, it reflects does. in our communication with our friends and our it bosses affects, and our colleagues. It creates so many issues. It affects
1: everything. It, it affects our identification. The people I work with that, so that they understand how to work with it themselves mm. is I, and I ask them to go into, like go into the trauma, get into the center of that trauma where it was the most painful and identify meditating in that situation. And that's asking a lot, but to go back into that situation and identify what they were thinking and believing then, Mm. because what they were thinking and believing then was the cause of the trauma. No matter what that person did to me, What I was thinking and believing was the cause of my trauma. So I identify those thoughts. I write them down. And I have a Judge Your Neighbor worksheet on my website. People can download or work it there. And and it's a form with six questions that include and allow us to recall what we were thinking and believing then. Right. So, um, so that supports it and then there are their thoughts what they were thinking and believing then the cause of the trauma and, um, and then they question those thoughts and they question it from a meditative state from that situation from the center of that, that terrible situation doesn't mean the other person isn't guilty but it's still what still remains is what I was thinking and believing is the cause of my suffering so I question those thoughts, and, and the trauma breaks, and um, and I am enlightened to the cause of my suffering. And that's what I was thinking and believing, and then there, I have a lot to do. I have a lot to do after that. It's another worksheet and another worksheet. And, you know, my mother, um, for example, said um, one day, let's, let's hypothetically say, she said, Byron Kathleen and I'm just a little kid. I'm just goo goo ga I'm just and and it doesn't mean anything to me. And she says, Byron Kathleen, and it means nothing to me. And then let's say three weeks go by, da-da-da-da-da. And she says, Byron Kathleen. And then one of my siblings say, Byron Kathleen, and and it and my mother says it, my father says it, and then one day my mother says it, and I believe. Mm. I believe and prior to that I was not
0: Wow!
1: the moment I believed I am mm. and the same with I'm a female I'm this age I have this color hair I have this color skin I have this and now you have this and you are that and you are that so I'm multiplying like being in a mirror and and the whole world is reflecting what I believe back to me. So to go back to the beginning, wow. and and, wow. and 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 question, you know, my name is Byron Kathleen, you know, and that's so close to the ego. I don't invite people to go there, but if you're, let's say you you're raising children. Oh, I just I just this work is free all it will cost you is your identity and leave you in a, it leave you in a kinder one
0: <laughs> that is so powerful what you, what you were just saying there about constantly taking back to when what was your belief at mm-hmm. that time what were your thoughts and your belief at that time because mm-hmm. there are so many times when we believe and we have created a thought that we trust this person yet we never knew if they were trustworthy. We never allowed them to earn our trust. We just gave it to them. And then we wonder why they broke it. And it's because at that time we chose to give them our trust. We chose- well, when,
1: when we consider what we were thinking and believing,
0: yeah. you
1: know, we look to ourselves. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't con me into trusting them. I believed this, this, and this, and I
0: trusted that. Yeah. Now, now you say, in that regard, you also say that there's nothing that isn 't a gift uh, it 's a friendly universe, you say yes, oh <laughs> my gosh,
1: yes, oh, it is a friendly universe. I get goosebumps just just um hearing it from you. It is a friendly universe, and but what i 'm thinking and believing about this about this universe could use a little work if i don't love it mm. as it is and and we question what we're thinking and believing about life and it leaves us in a friendly universe. Mm. It's, it's the most, it's, it's a radical thing to wake up to reality. No downside.
0: It's hard to accept because of our desire to control. And our desire from our ego for things to be the way we want them to be. Yeah, our desire to be
1: God. Correct. And and, and that's an um, and and our desire to be God is um, is an honest thing. It's just flipped into the ego's possession. Mm. So it's um so we question what we're believing and um, we become very humble and then eventually we see that that we. Oh, boy, this is, this, is, um, this is wild, but still, it's like, I, I believed this universe into being. And if I don't love it, I need to question my universe. Yeah. And that means question what I believe about you, about me, about them, about it, about God, about everything, and wake up to reality. And without any preconceived idea about what it is. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, it's nameless anyway. Nameless would take away from the beauty. It is that beautiful. Mm-hmm. And to even claim it is it says what it isn't. It's more than that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's disrespectful for me to even attempt. It's more beautiful than that.
0: Mm. And and I love, I know that my community will be really interested in this, Katie, is how does this then affect our relationships and our communication with those that we love? we closer, this...
1: closer, 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 closer. No space, no no distance, no no separation, just living out of our true nature and trusting that it's a fear of the state of mind, which means that there's nothing we cannot accomplish. You know, we wanted to accomplish something. If we don't, we consider, and we consider what we were thinking and believing that stops us. Then inquiry leaves us in this fearless state of mind. And it's, um, and it's really good to be clear what you're going after, mm. you know what it is you really want. And so for me, that's um, that's that's a part of the journey. I want people people to be free. And um, and and why am why am I why am I doing what I do? Because I have seen they're already free. That leaves me jobless. They're already free. And then I discovered that that. That what we're thinking and believing, what people are thinking and believing is the only prison they've got. Mm-hmm. So I see like on television, hungry children, people suffering. And I have been in some of those positions. And I have sat in the, in the center of those experiences and identified what I was thinking and believing. And other than that, I was okay. Mm-hmm. So I understand that the world is, again, it's a, it, it's a friendly universe, Jay. And I'm very open to, um, to it not being, so I continue to <laughs> test it.
0: <laughs> and your test seems to be proving your hypothesis correct.
1: Um, I see a lot of good. I, I would say I see only good. And anything less than that, I question.
0: Yeah. I love what you say about the three businesses. Uh, can you yeah. share about the three businesses? Yeah Which I really
1: if, like that. If if I look at it at, um, at like my daughter, let's say one of my the, the way she's raising her children, for example, or one of my sons, there are three kinds of business in all of the universe. There's mine, yours, and God's. And that's the God of your understanding. And if I'm mentally in my daughter's business, I'm sitting here with you, but mentally I'm in her house knowing how she should raise her children, knowing what she should do, all of, all of this. I'm talking to you, but I'm over there in my daughter's business. Mm. So if I'm feeling disconnected from you, I can just ask myself mentally, whose business am I in and notice and emotions will let me know for sure. And then just come right back to right here, right now. And this is where I can make change. I can't make change over there. I'm, (laughs) you know, I I can't be in all these places at once, but we are, we're all over the world. His business, her business, their business, God's business, the weather's business.
0: That's and, such and a great so, point. That's so true. We rarely are in our own business.
1: Ah, oh, so and, and the news takes
0: us to everyone else's business. Our social media mm-hmm. takes us to other people's business. We're always talking about other people's business. And how do you get your business done if you're always yeah. in someone else's business? It's and when we're
1: present, thing. when we're present, we can observe life from a, um, um, out of a it sounds strange but out of a proactive state of mind and understanding i think is the better word mm. and and stay present and watch these things on televisions and 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 walk in black lives matter events and and we can do the most marvelous things um, and still be present mm. it's um, but fear fear stops us from i don't have the right clothes and and i i wonder if if uh, i need to take a lunch and i oh well this is just you know i don't think i'll bother today Mm. you know uh, you know what would stop us from doing the right thing our hearts desire Mm. and literally our hearts desire and to live
0: out of that fear yeah what katie what is the uh Secret to your long, incredible relationship with Steve oh uh, he, so did, he, how did you both find, how did you both find each other? How did you both know that you were right for each other and how did you continue he, he 's
1: he's, he's better at telling this story but on <laughs> on but, um, um, my um, um, a, a friend of mine said that I just needed to meet him and um, and that um, He's the one person in the world that could write um, on my book, Loving What Is. And, um, and uh, oh gosh, how do I tell the story? He's so good at it. <laughs> um, you know, the bottom line, oh, this sounds this sounds so, he asked me to marry him and I didn't know why not. <laughs> and that's the truth of it. And I asked my three grown children, do you, do you have a reason why I shouldn't marry Stephen? And they didn't have one and I didn't have one. And what I knew of Stephen is he is good and kind and wise. And there just was no reason in the world not. But when you have a perfect life, when you're never lonely, let, let's say I'm, I'm always alone and never lonely as far as people go. Um, i don 't need anyone and and I married him, and he i mean just he is just so completely lovable <laughs> and dear and kind and and i'm um, just i don 't know how the how this story sounds, but um who wouldn't love that
0: absolutely That's
1: you know it 's goodness and kindness and fairness and brilliance and, oh, the, you know, all all the things I, in my life before the work, the opposite would attract me on looks and the real man and the, 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 you know, all the, the, the usual, usual. And um, I didn't do well in those areas.
0: (laughs) That's such a powerful point. I'm so glad you raised that because what we're attracted to is also what we're thinking and believing. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when we say, well, this is my type, or this is the kind of guy or girl or whoever it is that I'm attracted to, what we're saying is we think and believe that this will make us happy. That their appearance, their job, their status, their whatever it may be will make us happy. And we don't question that. We wonder why the person let us down but it, using your methodology, the work, as soon as we go back to what were we thinking and believing at that time, we start to write that what we thought and believed would make us happy is what led us down. Yeah. not that person
1: yeah, but we were thinking and believing about that human being and yeah. um, was the cause of our uh, attraction, yes. but once we question what we were thinking and believing about the human being. Uh, it loses its validity really and leaves us in an open state of mind where we're uh, more able to see and hear rather than think over.
0: Yes, yes, so well said. And that's, it's really registering. And for everyone who's listening or watching right now, when when you're listening to this, I really hope that the repetition, every time Katie keeps talking about thinking and believing, what are your... Thoughts and what are your beliefs? If you genuinely revisit those pivotal, crucial, transitionary moments of your life, you you recognize that all of that pain and suffering that you are experiencing or holding on to comes from a thought and a belief that you're still holding on to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're holding on for decades to a thought and belief that this person can still make me happy. And that's why we want them to be back into our lives. We are holding to a belief that only that job can make me happy or only that thing can make me happy. That is a thought and belief. And in that thought and belief is encapsulated all of our suffering. It's almost taking a suffering pill every day.
1: And then when we get that job, we can not appreciate it because we're taking the same thinking into that job. So really not a lot changes. Maybe the money, but that's never enough either.
0: Yeah, it's so profound for me. It's really hearing you repeat it today. And, and I've heard it before from you, but hearing you repeat it today, and I'm really hoping everyone who's listening is feeling the same way. Every time you say it, it's just going to step deeper and deeper and deeper and, and, yeah. into my head, to my heart. So, And it and,
1: is work. It takes stillness. It's a meditative practice, you know, sitting in, is it true? And then having the courage to sit in, how do I react? How do I treat that person? How do I treat myself when I believe the thought? And then... I get still and I witness and I'm not guessing at how I react and how I yes. treat that person and how I treat myself. I'm witnessing real deal and who would I be without it? And then I get to see the same situation again, minus, as I said earlier, the post-its I was putting on the event and I get to witness the real world. Absolutely. I'm sitting in the old world, new it's so and then I have a lot of amends to make, you know, I need to um, it, go back to that person admit my wrong and um, apologize make it right and start start over. It's um, it's um, living it's enlightenment has no power until it's lived. Yeah. So to live it out, it goes into the (laughs) identity, the cells of this apparent body. And and it's like it it wouldn't overlook anything. Love is a power that leaves nothing out.
0: So true. So true. Katie, I'd like to uh, share these final two segments with you. This segment of the interview is called Fill in the Blanks. So I read a statement and I ask you to fill in the blanks for us. Uh, and we walk through them. So let's do that. So, my first one for you is thoughts and judgments are, and you can fill in the blanks. Thoughts. Okay. True freedom starts with
1: inquiry.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Being present means love. Most people believe
1: in goodness.
0: The work has allowed me to be free.: Change is hardest when: My mind's not open to the world. Yes. I have no tolerance for To be continued. <laughs>
1: Life will show me what I have no tolerance for.: That's you not know, I, a beautiful I, answer. I think of pain, but even physical pain is either remembered or anticipated.
0: Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. I like it. And now I want to ask you what is our final five. So this is the final five where you answer. And that was beautiful, by the way, Katie. You answer every answer with one word to one sentence maximum. So these are five powerful questions. So these are your final five, Katie. This is your first one. What did you once pursue, but no longer value? Power. Beautiful. Second question. What do you know to be absolutely true? Nothing. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, Third question. What do you feel is so right, but other people disagree with you on? What is something that you know to be true, but other people would disagree or debate?
1: That you're beautiful. I
0: love that. Okay, question number four. If you could create a law that everyone in the world had to follow, what would that law be? Honesty. Mm.
1: Authenticity.
0: And your fifth and final question, what was the biggest lesson you've learned in the last 12 months?
1: There's nothing out of order.
0: <clears throat> oh, wow. Wow. Baron Katie, thank you so much. It's been such a joy to be present with you for this time. You know, your work in the work and the four questions is just so universal and timeless that, that I feel that it can help so many of us out of whatever we're struggling with and gives us a real pattern and process to keep reapplying in our life. I really hope that everyone who's listening and watching today will make the most of going to ByronKetty.com mm-hmm. or thework.com We'll dive into the books, the books that I mentioned, Loving What Is, which outlines the four questions so that you can truly, truly start asking those questions in your life on a daily basis, putting them onto paper and then using them throughout your life. Katie, is there a question that you feel is in your heart that I haven't asked you that you would love to answer or share with us today that you haven't shared? What would stop you? Stop me from... What would stop me from? What would what would stop you from what? Katie? Um,
1: from living out of your purpose, off of your purpose, out of your purpose. I don't see that you're, you're you're immovable in it. And I'm just what what would stop you?
0: What would stop me is if I stopped praying and doing the work
1: oh stopped praying
0: if i stopped praying and doing the work then that i would be stopped yeah. because i'm only immovable because of my intention and my prayers and divine grace so if i if i didn't have access to divine grace anymore then i would be moved immediately because yeah. you know what power do i have without that no,
1: i don't see that happening thank you jay thank you my heart
0: no thank you please Give me your prayers and your blessings. They would be uh, they would be uh, very deeply appreciated, and I would welcome them with my full heart. Because, and I can just see there is so much uh, love in your eyes and your heart that uh, that I feel so, I feel so fueled and nourished deeply by by the energy you're sending my way. I, I can't I can't thank you enough. I feel overwhelmed by it in a thank positive way
1: thank you jay and you have that you have that always cuz like you same yeah. this purpose we've been giving you know i i love that everyone has it and but yes. what we're thinking and believing overrides that and i love that sameness and thank you for our time together it's so yeah. precious jay
0: Thank you. I hope I get to meet you. I'm oh. just like waiting till it's safe. I can actually be in the same room as you and get yeah. to spend some quality time with you. This was this was beautiful and it's going to help so many. Mm-hmm. It helps so many. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Jay, to you so be so continued. Much. Yes,
0: absolutely. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Katie. Everyone who's been listening or watching, please go to byronkatie.com to find out everything, to get the worksheets, to get access to mm-hmm. everything that Katie has shared today. Please do not Miss this incredible opportunity that stands for all of us to start making this progress right now. No excuses. It's all free. It's all there. You can go and check out ByronKatie.com and I highly, highly recommend it. And please also share this episode. Share what you learned. What did Katie say that really stood out to you? What was the piece of wisdom that you're going to look at? Share it because when you share it, someone else is going to find it. And then you're going to have that universal connection with them as well. So please, please pass it along, pass on the words of Katie that really stood with you today, really resonated with your heart. And uh, Katie, I'll hopefully see you soon and meet you soon. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you,
0: Jerry. Hey, everyone. My name's Jay Shetty, and welcome to my YouTube channel. Every week, I'm sharing three videos that are going to help you feel more fulfilled, feel more happy, and more successful. Make sure you subscribe to this channel so that you can find out about the videos as soon as they launch. Press the like button and leave a comment, and let's keep making wisdom go viral together. Make sure you subscribe.